What was dating like for you when you were younger? Non-existent. Really? I had none of a dating life. Zero. I had none. I tell you, when I was impossible. You must have had at least some experience. Like, when you say younger, like, what do you mean? Like, at what age group? Because you have to define that. Let's say from when you started becoming a teen. So let's say thirteen to eighteen. What was your dating? experience from like 13 to 14 to 15 years old was dry there was girls i liked mm-hmm. i've tried and i've gotten rejected did rejection change the way you went about it later on oh yeah <laughs> but in what sense like i know these acts oh so you just used to let them come to you that was like a protection mechanism no? mm-hmm. as in like oh well, i can't get my feelings hurt and i remember one time rejecting somebody and at the time I didn't but I rejected that person because of somebody else as in like somebody not because of somebody else I liked but because somebody had given me um I was like yo don't do that don't you do that and it was because I never met the person in real life but the other person did used to go to school with that person okay right so they seen them more they see more of them than I have ever seen. So I was going based on that person. And I used to have conversation with the the person that... Without ever to, meeting without them. The, so I was like, okay, fuck. You seem pretty nice there, but then my other friend is like, my friend telling me don't. So I'm just like, I don't know, fuck it. I'll go with him, you know? Cause so then I you left I, it. I left it alone. I rejected a person. I guess that's how most people reject people. They either do it because of like very immature reasons back in the day. But that was one reason that I did it. And then it was basically me being uh, a fuck boy. No, no, no. You were a fuck boy. <laughs> no, like as in like before, before I got into like my first relationship, like first relationship, relationship, there was like a girl I used to do like a lot of shit for, like for no reason, just because I like a girl. Hmm. But I think that's also a part of being young, you know? Yeah. Like, you're, you're trying to get someone to like you, so you're like, oh, I'm going to do this for you, I'm going to do that you for you. You could basically call it, you know the word is used today for that kind of stuff, right? Like, they call you a simp. That's, like, the modern-day word for it, like... But you were a simple simp. I was a simp, fam. Like, you understand. When I look at myself, <laughs> I was like, yo, G. What the fuck? What you was doing, G? Like, anyways, I was, yeah. But then, I was, like, what, 16, 17 years old, G. Like, you know, I didn't know any better. My, fa- my father never teach me like he just used to say oh I used to do this shit when I was younger I'm just like okay but like help elaborate me. help me nigga like help me you know but and I'm gonna ask my father like that is something you just expect your father to do for you, you know like or your mom for example your mom sh- you would expect your mom to help you navigate the landscape no did you have the talk the sex talk with your parents yeah, I, I had, did not. I had the sex talk. But Lucky you, because I did not. I learned from TV. I learned from friends. I learned from, yeah, everyone else except the people who were supposed to teach it to me. I think your parents should help you navigate that kind of landscape, you know? Like, even, especially as you hit puberty, like, that's something of big concern. Not concern, but like, okay, you reach an age, you have hormones, you start to look at boys and girls differently. Where they go from like, like never talking to you about sex to like when am I when am I having grandkids or when am I gonna yeah yo that's crazy like, it's just like where is the in between you know? there was no in between so like you expect people to just know what to do like you know and that's a taboo like I think that's but it's your kid 
I know, but even your kid, you'd feel uncomfortable. Like, yo, even as a grown adult, you don't know. Sometimes, especially if you don't know how to talk about it, you would never want to bring it up because it's something you're not comfortable or you're not knowledgeable about. Even if you're not, because then you look at your own experiences as like, well, I never had this type of experience. My mom never teach me that. So then you keep going on the line of, well, I'm not going to do it. And they're not going to do it. And then you just expect them to just figure it out, like how you sort of figure it out, mm. in a sense, instead of like trying to guide them because then you don't want to give them the wrong information. Or you're just ignorant to the fact you don't want them to learn right now. You just want them to pick it up when they get older. Like, yeah, when you get married, you're going to understand. Like, yeah. Or when you finally get into that area of your life. You know, it's just kind of fucked up because then at the end of the day, you have to be able to kind of know what you're looking for in that sense. And I think that's a, that's a problem with, I think, dating nowadays. Like, people just bouncing from person to person, which I find is very bad because then you have a lot of, like, how you say, like, you have experiences, but you end up not liking the experiences or regretting the experiences that you had late, early back then because it's just like, okay, why so much people have to be involved in my life, you know, so intimately? Hmm. It depends. For some people, it's that way. And then for other people, it's like, okay, you built um, an emotional bond with each person that you were with and they each taught you something specifically. You know, whereas if you're completely... Uh, jumping into it without knowing what to expect and without um, any logical thinking, then you might have the experience of, oh, I shouldn't have done that, or oh, I shouldn't have been with you, or oh, I shouldn't have put myself in that situation. But people who are, like, they think a little bit more of what they want, and they're like, okay, you know what, I'm going to try this out, see what it teaches me, and then if if it's not for me, then I'll just move on to the next one. No, but what do you mean, when you say try this, what do you mean? Try experience a person you know like if you're you're looking to be in a monogamous relationship with someone when you're what in your teens usually the idea is to you know you both like each other you're gonna see where it goes maybe you might end up getting married later on or you you know you just experience that person for a certain amount of period in your life Mm -hmm. and then as when you get older you look back at that relationship and you're like oh this is what i learned from you this is what you taught me about myself you know this is what i experienced with you and it's unique to only you because you had that bond with that one person and they specifically taught you something about yourself which and you do not have to take that lesson with you on in life some people have relationships and they use um the lessons that they learned as a i never want to do that again and i never want to be that way again that's also valid, you know, because that's something that you learned about yourself that you don't like doing because maybe you got hurt. Maybe you, you know, you were misinterpreted or misunderstood or the communication wasn't there from the other person. So that's what I feel like, you know. I don't disagree with you, but what I was more likely going for is like sexual relationships. Can be as well. So like... But don't when- you don't you tie romantic relationships with sexual relationships? They don't always have to become sexual they can be very, like, romantic without sex. Like, a lot of people are like that. And vice versa. And vice versa. Some people but are for you, sexual without vice But without. you, as you are, or, or as you were as a teenager, did you link romanticism with sexualism? Yeah, because I thought they were linked when I realized that they're not. As you grow older, you realize they're two different things. You could have sex without any romantic feelings for another person. So are you saying that romance is separate from sex 
in relationships? Not in relationships, but what I tend to say is that you could go out there and have sex with many people and not love a single soul. But you can go out there and have a person that you love and not have sex with them until you are ready in that sense. But in essence, yeah. is romanticism and sexualism tied in your eyes? I can't it's not it's not a, a yes or no question for me. It's like it depends on the situation of the relationship. Like what kind of you know, like is it just a hit and a hit like a swing? Oh like that. Okay. You know, I can't just say yes or no, then I would be lying. Oh, okay, okay. I see what you mean now. Okay. I, I misinterpreted, I'm sorry. So for example, when you go like that's the, that's why I was saying like the 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 thought of teaching your kids the difference between romantic romantic relationships and sex is really important because when you're growing up, right, especially me, I didn't know that, like, yo, you could just, you could really like somebody and not want to have sex with them. Or all you want to do is have sex with them and you think you like them. You know? Like, the infatuation of lust. a person, lust, that could be misinterpreted as having feelings for somebody. When you're done, you're just like, oh, well, I don't really like you. You, you know? When you kind of get to know the person, oh, I don't really like you. And then they go. That's where the thing of the sex talk is very important to me because it's not just sex, it's also how you look at people personally in like emotional ties. emotional it has a lot of that to combine like it's not just sex and relationship is knowing the person you with that's why i don't mind dating right like you could date people and get to know them but the problem is when every time that dating leads to just sex and then you don't care about anything else after that it's just like oh well you know we fuck that's it and that's why teaching your kids the importance of this because at the end of the day sex is the same now it's it not going to change. It's just the same thing every like every time. Like you could do it in different ways, but the feeling is going to always be you climax and then you tire, you want to go sleep, and you get up and you're gonna do it again. It's going to be a recurrent feeling. It's just an urge, you know. That's where I see it as giving your kids a sex talk, import like and showing them what is not just sex, but the person that you having sex with is very important. I just wish I had that talk so I could have like navigated better because all I've heard when I was younger was. Sex, yeah, you try to get a lot of sex and you can go and enjoy yourself when you're young and yada, yada, yada. Because I always had, like, my dad talk to me like that, but then I had, like, my mom, who was, like, the complete opposite. She was, like, she wanted me to be a Buddha for, for whatever, not literally, but, you know what I mean, to, like, be, like, you know, celibate until marriage kind of thing. But she never told me why. She never gave me the reasons why. And my father told me the complete opposite thing, like, yo, go out and have fun, G, you know, like, have fun, you're young. I used to that when I was young. No harm in that. Just make sure you wear condoms. Double it up, triple it up. You understand my point? You're a guy. That's... I'm pretty sure he isn't giving that to your sisters. Nope. <laughs> I Which mean, is... He would tell my sister... I, I, no, my father, he would tell my sisters something more along the lines of, if you get a boyfriend, you have sex, just make sure you protect yourself. But he wouldn't go and say, yo, go have sex with a bunch of different men. Which is like kind of a, a little bit of a, a, double, a double standard. standard. But that goes, yeah, that's just how it goes, you know, like, because... Because then it's it's giving the idea that men should, you know, have fun and, and experience life and do things spontaneously. But giving the notion that women should be careful and be cautious and be... You see the problem, be, the cycle know, that is repeat, right? Protected. Whereas you see the cycle that repeats itself all the time, right? It's destructive. Like you, just, you, you completing the, you keep repeating a cycle of you have men who don't want to have women who have a large body count, but then you have men going out and having sex with multiple women. Yeah, there is there is a double standard when it comes to giving the sex talk to teenagers um, differently in terms of like male and female. I feel that because as a woman growing mm -hmm. up, mm -hmm. as a girl. I didn't have a sex talk. But it can also be cultural. 
it can be a cultural thing uh the way people tackle it like from like caribbean culture you know like you said your dad was very explicit in how he explained things to you and with your sisters he you know probably tells them like be safe whatever whatever regardless of the double standard there still is a conversation being had about sex in general yeah in general yeah. you know in general and that's also i think culturally i think whereas in my west indian culture from like half indian half i don't even know half what but Gangs. you know with the with the indian uh, influence you know it's very looked down upon for uh women to have sex before marriage or uh be with someone else from a different race for example mm. yeah that is sometimes very difficult to talk about so i feel like i didn't have those conversations with my parents or my parents didn't give me the opportunity to have that safe space because that's the way they were raised a lot of people in my family ran away when they were like what 12 13 years old to get married and have kids my mom had her first kid when she was 15 16 you know so uh, there is that um generational thing happening where it's like i don't want to repeat the cycle so it's better that i don't say anything so that the mistake won't repeat itself and then it repeats itself because you don't say anything exactly that's where the the cycle continues exactly the generational cycle continues whereas you don't tell me shit so i'm going to go out and do what my friends are doing or blah 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 that's where but honestly i i had a i had good friends i had a good school system that i was in which taught us a lot of you know like sexual education and how to be smart with your bodies you know i i didn't really used to watch you know, like rigorous porn and shit like that so my definition in my head of what sex was it was very pure it wasn't um like uh have sex with a bunch of men and and this which is also fine if that's what you do but for me that wasn't my take on it that was in my perspective so when i went into my first relationship i lost my virginity to someone that i had you know loved and it was a good experience you know you you talk to each other through it etc etc but it's because i made sure that that was my experience i wanted to have a positive experience whereas a lot of people don't even they have the talk with their parents you know they have the don't do it like this make sure you're you're in love this da 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 but they still end up going and giving it to somebody who's complete shit and do not respect them or blah 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 So it really depends on the situation, you know. Like I was fortunate enough to have a good first experience, but unfortunate to not have the the knowledgeable aspect of it from my parents. You know, it's definitely possible to um have the the knowledge and not use it properly, but then that's again your child growing up. So half of the time you need to misuse what you know or not even use it at all. That's why I think growing up as a teenager i don't think we should be having sex at such a young age true it's not you're not even fully developed true you could have good education around you and it's fine but at such a young age having sex is not good like you should be more focus, focused on building your friendships of course trying to learn something and not to say like you need to be like even like trying to force a kid to like know what they want to do in the next 20 years is stupid the brain self functioning like developing so true because i think i told you this the the other day if i knew what i know now i would not have chosen the chose. major that i chose the the lifestyle that i chose the school that i went to the city that i wanted to live in 
it would be completely different if you asked me right now today what mm-hmm. I want to do for the rest of my life. So imagine that with sex. Yeah. And Good sex point. is very, very intimate. emotional and intimate. Like I don't think a child should be having sex. Most people would tell you the same thing. Like any logical person would say, yo, I don't think a child should be having sex. Even if they had sex in the beginning, like even if they had sex at a young age, they would say, nah, it's right. Because like at the same time, you, you're looking at your life, at, you're looking at it like, damn, no, you know, look at me. I had sex and now that this one person I really, really care about, I really, really love and I would love to give my virginity to this person and I can't because it's gone, <laughs> you know? But sometimes that's also because of peer pressure. Yeah, of course. That's you know, definitely. because sometimes maybe your mindset is not to have sex at all. It probably doesn't even come across, you know? Or, or Yeah. But if you're surrounded by a group of people who are talking about, oh my God, I'm talking to this guy, I'm dating this guy, I'm having sex with this girl... A part of you is just kind of like, do I have FOMO? Like, you know? I need to experience this. Yeah. This sex thing. You don't want to miss out because everybody else around you is doing it. But then you need to have a very strong mind too. And a lot of people don't have it, especially in groups. You kind of like go with the the group herd mentality. You know, you just do as everyone do. Not just high school. There's cliques and friendships and stuff like... that's That's why I said like when I was growing up in high school, I didn't really have that much of a dating life because my friends around me in high school we was more talking about like game and yeah we talk about like oh this girl nice or whatever but like usually most of the time there was everything other other than that you know stuff like that that was my friend circle and i know that's not everyone you know some people have just oh my god you know let's go and just do drugs sometimes or just drugs and go out clubbing clubbing and that's just the type of lifestyle they feel to pick up and they have you could see you see it everywhere in high school it's just it's just more it just depends on the click you're in. And sometimes you only are friends with certain people because you see them five days a week, you five know? Five days a week. Do, did you ever feel, like, outcasted? Because... In my friend circle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. I didn't feel outcasted. My friends was all awkward like me, so we was all in the same boat. Because I didn't have the feeling that I was outcasted in terms of, like, my social life, but I feel like I was outcasted because of my upbringing. And so I felt pressured to make sure that I was making a point in my life that I could do what everyone else is doing. Makes sense. You know? Okay. And that included having sex, doing drugs, um, going out, spending things that I don't have, dressing a certain way, etc., etc. That makes sense. You know? And honestly, like, if I look back at it, I'm just kind of like... Uh, you know about this as well I, I've spoken to this about with, spoken to you about this um, self-harm and thoughts of suicide and thoughts of just being in a dark place because during my teenage years this is real because a lot of teenagers go through this but they don't know what it is and they use it as like oh you know I was just in a phase that was my emo phase a lot of people use it as their emo phase mm-hmm. But a lot of the time, it's not an emo phase. It's just because you're surrounded by people that are a reflection of what you do or do not want to be. You know what I mean? And I went through a very difficult journey in terms of like Uh self-harm and self-hatred because I wasn't, you know, given a life that I I wanted. I wasn't given parents who spoke to me about things etc etc you know and so i felt so pressured to just do things because everyone else was doing it and i wanted to be part of a crowd 
I wanted to feel like I was doing what my friends who were given everything in their lives had. I wanted to be like them. Uh-huh. And I wanted to make sure that I wasn't missing out on anything, even though I was missing out on something very important. The stability, family. the structure, you know, of life. The family life. Which is so real, dude. Now that I think about it, it's like, it's kind of scary, actually. And then when you move away from it, you know, in your 20s, you start to reflect. You're like, what kind of person was I? You know, did I even do things that I wanted to do? I didn't pursue anything I wanted to do because I was around my friends most of the time. I did most of what my friends wanted to do, you know. You didn't do things you like? No. Honestly, no. Well, it was like the complete opposite to me. Like, I would do things my friends like. My friends would do things that I would like. And we would all do things that we like. Together. So, example, Yu-Gi-Oh. At one point, we all literally was playing this game. Hmm. Now, a lot of my friends move away from it, but I still like it. What would you say that you would... What was something that you would like to do that you never did back then when you were young? What was something that you would have liked to do? Now, looking back, Mm -hmm. a lot of creative things, I feel like. I feel like as a kid, I didn't have the opportunity to explore my creative mind Mm -hmm. because I was so bamboozled with... (laughs) Or like loaded with things that i need to figure out in the real world which a lot of people experience that come from like you know difficult homes or whatever i feel like i had to just focus a lot on how do i survive how do i yeah how do what do i eat where do i get my next meal from how do i get to school on time like you know that shit robs you of your childhood like it you don't did. get to experience it. I didn't have the opportunity to experience anything like in in terms of my career. I w- if now you ask me that question, I would want it to be I would want it to do something creative like maybe a musical instrument, learn to play the guitar. Mm-hmm. We have I have literally have a guitar there that I really want to learn how to play but I just can't, you know. You can. I mean I can, but it's like it's something I wish I could have done so that now in my life I could enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, that's the thing. When you rob off a childhood, you... And you're just with a bunch of people. You you know, you just... At home, you're trying to survive. And then your friends, you're just trying to be with your friends. So you're trying to just so, forget, you know? Yeah. That's why I say family dynamic is very important. Like having a mom and a dad in the house. Parents who, like, teach their kids to value life, you know, instead of just living one day at a time or taking the day as it comes or fuck that shit paycheck man. by paycheck yeah like teach your kids to to have goals or to like envision things so that they know what they're taking each day with but you know, you know? it's so hard because like it's so difficult to get everyone on the same page because majority of the people in the world come from hard places most people in the world today don't have everything good you know, even in the West, like, people struggling every day. Yeah. So people can't have that, like, positive. So it depends on the people you meet. And that's why I say always try to be positive, like, a good example for people. Because then you can be that light, so to speak, for other people to, like, say, oh, you know, there is, like, hope for me. Because then if you if you can say today that, yo, I had a hard life, but... I still trying to make it better for myself and not trying to repeat the same things that my mom did back in the days or my father did back in the days. Then people can't use their life 
as an excuse not to get better. Mm. So then after they have to confront themselves and say, well, it's either me or I just being, I, I, I just being lazy or I like to complain or I want to do better for myself. And that's the mindset. That's the mindset that will be like attacking each other the whole time in a person's head. And it depends on a person's will as well. You know, mm. like, do you have the will to make a better life? Or do you just want to sit here and wallow in self-pity? And just, you're just going to stay in that cycle. Ex- exactly. And then you can give that same... If you give that same thing out to your children, then they're going to do the same thing until somebody decides to say, enough, I want to live better. I, I tell you this. You know? Yeah, true. That's where I feel like you attract the type of people in your life based on who you are. Mm-hmm. That's inevitable. That's the rule of manifestation. That's the rule of the universe. What you exhibit you then attract what you are what was the saying i i am who i am because i no i am because i think oh or i think because i am some shit like that i I don't know the quote exactly (laughs) but aka you attract in your life what you give out into the world you know and it's it's the same with love it's the same with sex sexual relationships it's the same with family dynamics and generational uh, cycles you know if you come into new relationships or new family ties with the mindset of i am gonna keep my guard up because i was hurt in the past blah 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 you're never gonna fully experience what the next phase of your life has to offer because you're so protective and you're so you know (laughs) self-defensing against what is coming your way you know Whereas if you're very more like open to it, regardless if you had a shitty experience when you were 15 or a shitty sexual relationship when you were 18, blah, blah, blah. What is to come next, you can only learn and take what you've learned from that to create a better experience for yourself based on other situations. Yeah. And I think that all comes down from what your mom and dad teach you in the beginning of your life. True. From the time you was you're born to the time you leave your parents' house. If they give you good values, you will carry them on. Like it's it's always going to happen. If you will never abandon good values. Maybe you would stop it for a time, but you will realize The like, good outweighs the, the bad. The good will always outweigh the bad. Like yeah, yeah. there was always going to be a time where you're gonna be like, it depends on what you're going through at that point in your life. You probably might say, Ah man, I doubted this. But then you're going to always remember those teachings, the words that your parents should teach you, you, you know, they should tell you, even if you trying to go against it as hard as you can, you can just have so much like self-confliction. Because mm. then you can remember when you were doing these things, it was hard in the beginning, but the end result is that you're a lot more happier. Yeah. Whereas you're rebelling and now the end result is that you're so much more depressed, sad, angry all the time. And then you're going to be like, you know what? Back to the old grain. There's also people who have parents that teach them values, like instill very good values in them, but they just can't accept it. They just and follow then, the wrong path. Then and, that's just the, that's not the parents' fault. Yeah. Exactly. The parents try, you know. As a parent, you can really do so much as well. I'm not a parent, but my mom, she raised me as best as she can. Because it's easy to put the blame like, oh, you didn't raise your child properly. It's, it's on the parents to raise their kid a certain way, blah, blah, blah. But... I mean, yeah, we can sit here and say that, you know, but at the end of the day, we, we, exactly, we each have our own minds. Parents cannot control what we do. My mom cannot control me today at all whatsoever. I literally have my own mind. I can choose to get up in the morning and be a positive and 
constructive member of society or I can choose to, you know, be a malicious and um, envious person. Or, Depends on yeah. my values, my own values and my own morals based on my own experiences. Everything connects. Yeah. Like from sex to... I would say this. The sex talk is very important. But also teaching people about people is also very important. Teaching your kids about people will eventually lead into teaching your kids about sex. Because then, once you teach people certain values and stuff like that, they, they, I think they look at it... like of the, In their mind, they look at it differently. Like, yeah. okay, what is sex? And then you say, what is... You ask, I would always ask the question, like, what is sex to, to you? Even if you don't know nothing about it, what do you think sex is? I think that's a very good way to, like, make people think about it on their own. Like, hmm... What is it to me? I don't. I never had it, but what do you think it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of saying, oh, sex is just penetration, you know. What do you think it is? If, if it were me, if I had to give myself at 13, 12 years old the sex talk, I wouldn't start it off with, sex is when a man puts his penis inside of a vagina. Nah, that's so Or bad. a vagina sits on top of a penis. I would that's not... A, that's a biology class, bro. Exactly, but that's what it is most of the time. Don't have sex. Don't let the man, you know, like, finish in you. All that stuff. That's that's what sex physically is. You that's know? just physical. But for me, I would have loved, loved for someone to sit me down and explain me that sex is tied to... The spiritual, just because this is what I believe today, it's tied to like, you know, like the spiritual well-being of a person. It's connected to love. It's connected to energies. You know, like as a kid, that would be fascinating for me. So I would strive to look for energy to give me that sexual experience instead of looking for the sex to give me that energy. You know what I mean? But hey, that that's what I would have done because my experience when I was a teenager was just all over the place. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. When you when you're young, you don't have guidance. You just tend to make your own yeah. rigorous, unfollowable path in terms of how you live your life. You know, yeah. like you think you're doing the best, which you are probably, but you could be doing so much better given the proper guidance. You know. It's so sad because like a lot of people end up in messed up areas of their life because they never had a proper guidance. Yep. It's all about like it's all about guidance, you know. And then after you are given the guidance, especially when you have it, you have to have responsibility. Know how to handle responsibility. It's it's so many different things than dynamics, and so it's not like a conversation you can have in one day. Yeah. You know, like the sex. It's talk, an ongoing thing. It's something you keep teaching, and then. I think too as you grow like you learn more as you speak to your kid about it like you you because then you start to dive into deeper areas as well like then you start to have that you know connection somewhere else and that's why I was I always say it's good to have it with both parents to get different present, perspectives you know and then you both all learn from one another you know it's like something you teach you, it's not just for your kid but it's for you as well because if you keep doing that then that's the that's whole point of passing knowledge on. Therefore, we become better individuals. We don't stay the same. Yeah. You know? The things that we need to know, we should all learn together. Yeah. That reminds me of the book, um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. 
he had his rich dad and he had his poor dad to both teach him the value of money mm-hmm. to get a perspective from different sides. Yeah, yeah which yeah. is super interesting. It's good. But yes, this was a fun conversation. I've learned some things today. What you learned? That's for me to know. <laughs> nah, I just have to reflect, you know, like, that's what I like about these type of conversations, to be able to see where you stand as well, you know, and you see where I stand, and our experiences, sharing our experiences, mm-hmm. which is very healthy. Well, yes, thank you for being on my podcast again. I love to be on this podcast. This was our fifth time recording, but that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> that's okay. I love it. Bye, guys. (laughs) Until next time. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye.